0: welcome back to the 8th episode of Footnote. You're slowly moving towards 10, that's exciting. Um, I know it's been a while, but football has been extremely busy and I think everyone has been keeping up with with it, so I thought an international break would be a nice time to catch up with, with you guys. And so before I get into the topic for today, which you probably know because you've seen the title of the episode, I just wanted to Say it might sound a little bit different today. I'm trying out a new recording setup. And please do let me know what you think about it in the comments. And yeah, if this is the way forward or not, I'm trying to find the way to get the best sound. And another thing is thank you so much for the feedback, all the feedback in the previous episode that I did with Andrew on Liverpool. If you haven't listened to it, do check it out. It is available wherever you're hearing this. And It was so helpful and I'm looking to do a bit more of episodes like that and aside from also these one-on-one nice explainers or chatters that we have. If that's something that you're interested in, please do let me know. Um, I'm always keen to talk to fans about football and yeah, to have a cool discussion like that. Okay, so right after the break, then we can get into today's topic. Okay, so if you remember, just before the start of the season, I did a Bundesliga 101 and said that we will be catching up with the league, and I thought maybe seven game days in, it would be nice to kind of look at the league table and see how things are faring, and I didn't make a lot of predictions. Well, I did kind of make predictions, so we'll just also look at that. Never mind my horrendous track record with predictions. Um, I'm just to say I'm not gonna go through each and every one of the teams because reasons, but <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and hit as many as possible. Yeah, so just getting into it is top of the league Bayern, who have 17 points from five wins, a draw and a loss. They drew their first game on the match day against Gladbach, and they lost on the seventh match day, which was their first loss competitively to Frankfurt. And in the meantime, they've scored 24 goals, conceded seven goals, which is, I think, a lot better than they had the previous season, but they've only kept two clean sheets, which tells me that they're still a bit struggling with the defense, but it seems like things are getting better. Um of course <laughs> saying that now, just as they've lost to Frankfurt when it was a bit of a messy defense. Yeah, all in all I think Nagelsmann's time is starting out quite well. The team have I must say the team have adapted a lot more to his ideas than I would have expected. Or actually he hasn't changed as much as I thought he would have. So that's been interesting to watch. And I think on top of that is how he's sneakily integrated the back three into, um, into buying because they will always still start as a four, two, three, one. But as you watch them throughout play, the right back tends to tuck back in as a second, as a third center back. And Davies will tend to move further up as a sort of wing back. That always gives them higher numbers in possession and in attacking. So that's been quite interesting to watch. Previously with Hansi Flick, both fullbacks tended to move higher up and were more attacking. Obviously, we have to talk about Sane, who has, who struggled a bit at the start of the season again, as he previously was, and so I think Nalgson was a bit like, enough is enough, you're moving back to the left wing, and he's done really well in the left wing, and he tends to play oscillating between the left and the center, which is quite interesting, because then um, Muller tends to oscillate between the center and the right, so there's these kind of two free attackers, and I've noticed as well, Gnabria, whoever's playing on the right, will tend to be a bit further back, closer to the central midfielders. So this is so great to explain on podcasts, but it's fine. Um, so if I if you look at a 4, 2, 3, 1, you already have your two centre backs and your right back at sort of in the same defensive line stretched out. And then your tends tends to stay in that holding position while Goretzka moves up. So when Goretzka moves up, he's sort of on level with Ganabri. And Muller then kind of occupies that right area in front of Ganabri and they'll 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 interchange there. And Davies pushes up like a winger. And so Zane then cuts in and obviously Lewandowski is up there doing all the fun business and it's been it's been interesting to watch. It's caused them a bit of problems because there, I think, what Frankfurt was able to do quite well um, was to cut their front. And Nagelsmann complained about this as well in his press conference. Their front six was isolated, was from the back three, so there was a bit of a doughnut in there where Frankfurt was able to pass the ball into or able to run into. And get behind Bayern. I think that's the main on field shift that we've seen from Naldusman's Bayern. I expect that he's gonna probably pull Goretzka back from that very attacking position that he takes up because he was extremely displeased. In his press conference, he was just like, You can't have six players attacking at the same time. If there's a counter, then you're extremely exposed. So I expect he's going to pull Goretzka a bit further back because if you're going to play Zane in the central position then you're either going to have Davies stick to the full back position and not go forward as much as possible which is not bad but you kind of lose attacking intent when you do that so because Davies has to get a bit further and Zane has to play on the left And then, or cut in. I think that's that's why we'll see maybe Goretzka moves to the same, um, almost the same horizontal line as Kimi, to kind of protect that back, that back three. Just highlighting Upamecano. I think he's had he's also had a much better start than I than I expected he would. He's quite good at reading balls and stepping out to meet them. So that I've been very impressed by. What he's struggled with is if the ball is played behind him and he's not able to harry his opponent away. So that's what he'll try to do. He'll always try to, if the ball is played behind and he is racing against his opponent, um, he'll try to, what's the word for it? Almost to show them to the touchline. But if he doesn't do that and they manage to break away from that, then he's, he's quite slow at turning and trying to intercept the ball. So that's where he's struggled. And maybe I think partnering him with Hernandez was really good because Hernandez is able to to make those those tackles. So I think maybe just improving his harrying when it comes to that. Yeah, I've been extremely impressed with how well he's done. And of course, um, Jamal Musiala has exceeded expectations this season I think he's done quite well he's for the past three or four he did get injured and for a while and he was out he's been having a rest but while he's when he played at the start of the season he was incredible absolutely incredible he's quite a risky player and I think a lot of the other players around him know to kind of just indulge him because he he will make a lot of moves that you don't see the other older winger is doing probably because there's a high chance of losing the ball, but he's quite good at keeping the ball and getting out of those difficult situations, and then creating chances in a place that's quite difficult for the opponent to deal with. So it's, it's incredibly fascinating to watch him and to watch him play. So that's quite encouraging. Yeah, I just thought these were just a few interesting things I saw about them tactically, and I'll put in the I'll put in the show notes. One article and one video that you can watch. It's a visual explanation of these tactics and it's actually quite brilliant. Um, I recommend that you watch it. And if you can, you can also um, read the article. It is on the Athletics, so you do have to pay. But if you can, do read it. It goes into depth about Nalgusman's tactics and I think there's also a bit of insight from Ralph Rangnick on how Bayern plays and why it works. After the international break, Bayern play Leverkusen who are actually second in the table. They have the same they have the same record as Bayern. They've lost they lost to Dortmund. They've had one draw and they've had five wins. So they're they're level in points. And I think just Bayern has a slightly better has a better goal difference. They've also only been able to keep two clean sheets and the goals have just been coming in. Um, Patrick Schick has 6 goals Florian Piaz from the 7 Bundesliga games he's had 4 goals and 5 assists which is incredible and Musa Diaby as well he has 4 goals and an assist and I think Leverkusen are doing quite well but let's keep an eye on them <laughs> let's keep an eye on them and see how it goes because you know it's Leverkusen not to disparage them they it's actually fun to watch them play but seeing that over a season is what is the challenge and actually their their loss to dortmund was incredibly interesting because i think they went behind three times and always came back to get into the game and it ended as a 4-3 but it was quite a hard fought 4 3 which was incredible um they also have two wins in the europa league so i I presume they're on the top of their group and they're probably going to make it out of their group quite well looking forward to the clash against Bayern right after the international break, because it will be a first, second slot. And then just below them is Dortmund, who's two points behind with 15 points. They've won five games as well, but they've lost two games, and they lost to Freiburg and to Gladbach. They've struggled defensively, Because they've scored 19 goals, but they've conceded 13 goals, which is not good. But that's understandable because from the start of the season, Akanji was their only main centre-back who was available. Um, Hummels was injured, but he's now getting back in. And and Axel Witzel was actually playing in centre-back, which also cost them in the midfield. But um, Hummels is getting back to fitness, and Witzel has moved back into the midfield. So I think that should bring them a little bit of stability and of course they've upgraded from Roman Burke to Kobel who is who's good um kind of reminds me of Jordan Pickford but he's good so i think their defense their defensive problems should be getting better they're playing quite well um the fit between Dortmund and Jose is going quite well. I'm not sure if I said it was going to be a good fit or not, but I think I did say it was going to be a good fit, and it's good to see that it's coming out. In Europe, they've had two wins out of two, and after the international break, they play Mainz, they play Bielefeld and Köln and Leipzig, which is good, and I think that's quite enough time for them to sort out their defense before the November break. Then they come back, and it's Stuttgart, Wolfsburg, and Bayern. And I think if they can make it through that chunk of games, they're going to ask a lot of questions to Bayern. So things are looking good for Dortmund. If if the defence can stay fit. And I think as well, Kois and Holland were out with injuries. Reiner has also been in and out with injuries. Um, I must say, like, Reiner's time at Dortmund is a bit question mark, question marks. But I don't know when Holland is gonna be back, but Royce was already back. I don't know. So hopefully he doesn't get injured on international duty and gets back into the squad quite quickly. Of course Bellingham has also been a revelation in, in, in central midfield and I think the Hood was suspended and Witzel was playing in centre back, so that kind of gave that kind of gave Bellingham a bit more cause in the centre of midfield and he's done quite well and it's yeah it's good to see him playing and to see him playing well Dortmund are fun they're extremely fun to watch this season they're not they're not as ponderous in possession it's really good to see but they're still quite leaky in defence and i will be interested to see how Marco Rosa sorts that out and tied on 13 points are uh, Wolfsburg and Freiburg Freiburg haven't lost a game. They've had four wins and four and three clean sheets. It's looking good for them. Vosvog started the season quite well. They had five games unbeaten, which was four wins in a draw, and then suffered two straight losses, and now they're in fifth. They're a bit struggling for goals, but they're still able to keep clean sheets. The Champions League, they, they've only scored a goal. They've had two draws, which is quite unlucky. Um, They're also out of the Pokal. I think it's going a lot better at Wolfsburg than, than we expected with Mark, Mark van Bommel there. Mostly because they seem to be defensively sound if they can get into the goal scoring. They do have three or four players that I expect will do quite well. Um, so I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried for them. Both Beckhoffs will come good. Um, I think Baku is in the goals, which is amazing. And a bit disappointed because he's been dropped from the Germany squad, but I guess you can only take so many people. So yeah, I'm not too worried about them. Their first game back after the international break is against Union. I expect that they'll win that, and I think that will help them to get along even further. And then. Three points behind them is Leipzig sitting in eighth, who have had not the best start of the season. They've only had three wins. They've had three losses, including to Bayern and to Wolfsburg, and then they've had a draw. But interestingly enough, all the wins that they've had have been clean sheets and they've scored three-plus goals. But yeah, that's also against Bochum. But the clean sheets are quite promising for this squad. And in the Champions League, they've had two losses against City, and which that was an incredibly entertaining 6-3, with a Kunku hat-trick, and then against Bruges, who they probably would have expected to take six points against, and now when they come back to the Champions League, they have to play home and away against PSG, which is going to be tough. I think When Marsh came in, he kind of wanted to draw the line between um, him and Nalgelsmann. So he implemented the back four, whereas um, under Nalgelsmann, they used to play with a back three. And it worked because they were the most defensively solid team in the Bundesliga. But now when you're watching Leipzig play, it seems like the players get a little bit confused about the instructions as well. But they've moved back to the back three and it, they did lose against Club Brugge, but then they did pick up two wins in the league. So maybe um Marsh is going to look to shift back to the back three and kind of sort that out. Um Kunku's doing extremely well with the goals. It's another one completely impressive. If you can watch him, do watch him. He's doing quite well. Uh Daniel Mo is out with injury so that is a bit of a problem for them and I like that this this last game that they played I think it was against I think it was against Bournemouth Forsberg and Paulson started that game and previously they hadn't been starting I'm hoping I think that means they'll get a bit more starts Andre Silva hasn't hit the ground running but any minute any minute you can see flashes of it I think once they can kind of get on the same page with Jesse Marsh, they should come good. Obviously, I think among the, the, the top four big clubs in Germany, he's the one who the biggest question marks are still on because Nagelsmann has had had, had a quite a good run. Marco Rosa, you could clearly see the, the team were getting together. Um Wolfsburg went on that undefeated run as well, and so Marsh is for sure he's struggling. Um, But let's see after the international break. They have good fixtures after the international break, and then they play Dortmund just before the next international break. So I think there is enough time for them to pick up form, in quotes, and see where they kick off from there. Yeah, then there's also Frankfurt, who I was extremely impressed by, Oli Glausner is obviously their coach, and that was their first, that, that was their first victory in the league, Um, they had one loss, five draws, of which four of the draws were all 1-1, so watching them against Bayern, they were extremely solid defensively, and Credit to Glasner speaking about it in, in the, in the press conference. He talked about we knew we were going to get chances in the counter. We can't afford to play with flying fullbacks. So the idea was to sit back and hold the line and given a chance to break to take those chances quite well. And that was a, this was a fascinating game to watch. I think Kevin Trapp had one of the best. Goalkeeping displays I've seen this season—it was absolutely incredible. So I hope this is the the springboard for for Frankfurt because they were incredibly fun to watch. In the Europa League, they've had a draw and a and a win, so four points from two games—not too bad. Um, they have been struggling for goals. I think maybe, um, yeah, the the loss of Andre Silva hasn't been too good. But Kostich might do something, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah, they'll probably need to get those up if they want to push further up the table. Because again, they are incredibly defensively solid. If you score a goal against them, then they've made you work extremely hard for it. So they need to get into the goals. And then the last check-in is at Union Berlin. We've had, again, a mixed bag win against Gladbach and lost at Dortmund. They've lost in the Conference League and then they've won in the Conference League. So it's a mixed bag. But still the better still the better side in Berlin. And I think they still have something about them to cause problems to to the top teams. So I'm gonna keep an eye out on them as well. They have tricky fixtures after the break, Wolfsburg, Stuttgart and then Bayern but I can see them taking a few points from all those teams and from Wolfsburg and Bayern and causing problems at the top of the table. So always keep an eye out on the And then at the, towards the bottom of the table, um, Furt, Bochum, Hatter, I'll say Hatter, probably they're not there, but just from watching them play, it feels like they're going to be dragged into that battle. And Bielefeld, um, I don't think they're, yeah, they're all not looking too good. They're not putting up any fight at all to stay out. So I don't know. Something has to change or they're probably going back down. Okay, let's go to a break and then we'll just chat about interesting storylines to keep an eye out on in the league. Okay, welcome back. Um, some interesting storylines. Keep an eye for in the league is the race for the goal-scoring cannon. I think the German word is Torschützenkönig. Torschützenkönig between Levy and Haaland because I think both of them. Haaland, especially this season, just looks like if I have to drag Dortmund to the title, I'm going to drag them to the title. He is a man on the mission, and I think it's also a bit the same thing with Lewandowski. Except, I think. Nalguzman is trying to, I think he's trying to make it that the Lewandowski goal should be maybe the third or fourth, the cherry on the cake. So the team as a whole works hard to get the one or two goals for the win, and then they work hard to get Levy his goal, which I don't know if Levy's too happy about, but it's something to keep an eye out on, and I you never you never won a bet against Levy, but I can see a situation where Holland is like I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drag this team to the title. So that should be nice and maybe Nkunku as well. He's he's been on some serious goal scoring form and probably for Marsh to keep his job and has to be um playing quite well. That's something to watch out for. And for Bayern, I think Someone pointed this out that they've dropped points against Gladbach, who are quite well-organized defensively, as then recently to Frankfurt as well, who we just spoke about quite defensively solid. So keeping an eye out on organized teams that are able to defend with a plan and not just like throw all the bodies into the box. Keeping an eye out on, on, on such teams... That Bayern might struggle and might drop drop points against their their close rivals. On the Dortmund side, it's again their defense. Can they stop conceding? And that's the thing. Oh, sorry, a bit of a tangent. That's the thing with the goals Dortmund concede. Mats Hummels called them unserious, and that's so true. When you look at a goal against Dortmund, it's like, man, what what will all the defenders do? Yeah, so I think Rosa has a bit of work to get that defense clicking. And again, like I said, with Leipzig, is Jesse Marsh gonna get it right? Because I can see a situation where December comes and Jesse's out of the job. But I think he will be alright. I think they're they're out of the just based on the group that they're in, I think they're out of the Champions League already and the results they're going to get now are going are gonna to let us know if they're going to be in the Europa League or they're going to be out completely. And maybe being out of Europe completely will just give them time on the training ground to become Jesse Marsh's team. I really don't think they're going to create any surprises in that group. I think they're out of that group. Yeah, and Dortmund and Bayern seem to be moving quite well through their Champions League group I'm not so sure about Wolfsburg cuz they've actually had a rough time where they were basically at the win and I think got a penalty given against them or something like this so Wolfsburg might make it out of that group um, but for Leipzig I think they're either Europa League or out of Europe and then the last one to be obviously is I don't want to give it too much <laughs> too much steam but Maybe Leipzig, not sorry. Maybe um, Leverkusen is gonna do a bit of a madness this season and and be among the top four and be in the title race until the twenty eighth and twenty ninth game week, because Patrick Schick is doing extremely well, Florian Wirtz as well doing incredibly well. They got a win with 10 men. They got a 3-1 win, of which I think they scored two goals after the red card, 10 men. So I don't know. You can always you can believe with Leverkusen, although not too much, because, you know, Leverkusen. Yeah, I think there's interesting storylines to keep an eye out on. And I'll be back after the break. Okay, so this has been a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's just a... Yeah, it's been good to just look through the clubs and see what's happening there and see which stories to keep an eye out on. I think after the international break, barring any injuries, it's going to be quite interesting to see how the teams go out and what they do and then what they're also doing in Europe as well. I think for now, this this format has worked really well. So in an international break, um, put out another episode. So probably expect the next episode after the international break and do leave your feedback the email addresses in the show notes and yeah if you can get hold of me on twitter you probably can do leave your feedback as well if you have any questions maybe i'll do another um question and answer session on not the bundesliga but just in general the general about football um because <laughs> i can't do your taxes for you i'm sorry um yeah do let me know and i can work through that as well. I'm not sure. I know I've been talking about doing an episode about um transfers and the transfer market, and maybe I might just do that just before um the second transfer window. Yeah, that's about it. And thank you for joining me. Yeah, stay safe. Bye.